joining us again on the uh, Sci-Fora podcast um, and uh, I'm here today with me Andy and I'm here with Scott. Say hello. 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 Um, we're having a few problems with Zoom. <laughs> we're, we're doing this audio only. You're here to get audio only anyway. We normally do it video. <laughs> uh, not that that anybody who might be listening. Um, so this week we're going to look at a film uh, from 2012 called Looper, which oh. is a time travel sci-fi film starring Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Lewitt. Levitt, yeah. sorry. I'll say Lewitt, Levitt. Um, <laughs> so, and Emily Blunt. And Emily Blunt, yes, true. Uh, not to forget yeah. Emily Blunt. Um, so... <laughs> Well, that's, that's the only main cast I got written down at the moment because of that's all that showed up on my Netflix. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically the cast, really, as far as it goes. Um, yeah. Initial reactions? Um, I actually really liked it. I, I thought yeah. it was a very good film, the way it was, the, the premise behind it. I can't, I can't help but agree. I think it's a, it is a really good film. Uh, really well made. Yeah. Um, everybody's good in it. It's, uh, it's, it's just, I've, yeah, I was really impressed by it. I don't know why people aren't, haven't raved about it more than they already have. I think um, it's because it's a bit, it is a very cult film, though. If, if you're not into uh, sort of time films or thriller films or stuff like that, then it's not going to be your type, cup of tea, really. Yeah, I suppose. Um, it is a very, I think it's very aimed at a certain market. Yeah. It's, I mean, one thing I will say, because it's only, because it's, a, with some of the more modern films, I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna try and sort of like not go into as much depth about the plot. The older ones, ones that yeah. came out in the eighties and the sixties, I'm not that bothered about because most people will see that, and it's not that much yeah. of a problem. But with the newer films, some people may still may not have seen the films that much. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not gonna sort of like go scene by scene detail of it at all. No, that's cool. But uh, what I will say is that the, right from the opening scene. It was brilliant. I would just I, the shock of the opening scene where he shoots the guy. I really wasn't yeah. expecting that at all. <laughs> no, I'll come in. This is saying I, 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 the last couple of films we've done, like I've been taking notes the whole way through the films and making that, and like I've had like four, five, six pages worth of notes. Yeah, and this one, I've, I actually struggled so much to like write. I won because of the fact I was just, I was so glued to the film. Yeah, I oh, know. I agree. Um. I've got to admit, though, it, it, it does say a lot for the director because it was also directed and sc uh, screenplay was done by the same guy. It was, um, was it Ryan, oh, Ryan uh, Johnson? How you right. pronounce his first name? It was also, uh, he's also directed uh, the Star Wars The Last Jedi film. 
Oh, right. Okay. And he was also a director for 90% of the Breaking Bad TV series. Oh, right. So he's got quite a good resume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He hasn't actually done that lot because I looked him up. He's only done sort of four or five films and a couple of TV programs. But the ones he has done have been mental. And he would say he helped write this as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fairly complex story. Yeah, um, he's, he's, one, he's one to sort of get a bit lost in if you're not paying that much attention to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, what I will say is that the, the loopers, who are, all I'm going to say is that, that they're kind of like, uh, they're kind of uh, hitmen, basically, for, for yeah. time, time travellers. Yeah, um, they're sort of the future assassins, really. Yeah. Kind of assassins in some sort of case. But, I don't know whether he had to describe it, but even the guy who's the way it's uh, like uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, the, the, the loopers all seem to come across as pretty much like a bunch of dicks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're all just kind of like I don't know, it it is, it's almost that whole not giving a shit sort of thing, yeah, sort of all, all in it for a laugh, yeah, I suppose. Um I tell you, one thing that uh, immediately struck me with the whole thing, comparing it to the films we've been watching, the last couple of films we watched, there are there are scenes in it of uh, there are sexual scenes and there are scenes of nudity, but they're not the focal point of the scenes. No. So they, they become so it's so differently done. It becomes secondary to everything else. It's it's yeah. not something. It's not like, like the Doug McClure one where it's like, look at their boom, <laughs> you know, and that yeah. kind of thing. It was kind of just, it was just as it is in real life. It was just part of what was going on, you know. It yeah, was, and that's the thing that I actually found it like there was, a, there was a Doug McClure film and the other ones we watched where it's, it was always it was constant. It was in your face. It was all the time. It sort of got to the point where you're like, oh, this is getting boring now. Yeah. This one, it was, it was, it weren't, it wasn't obviously pushed into your face of look, they're they're out on show. It's more of a that there was a reason behind it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was just part of what was going on in the scene. It was just, you know, yeah, um, it wasn't there. It wasn't done to because it could be done. It was done for a reason. Yeah, and even not just because the, it was even the it could be where, done then. where he's at the farm. And he goes up, she calls him up to her bedroom and they, they have sex. They actually cut the sex scene. They don't show yeah, what's they going don't show on. It. They don't. Which, uh, it works. Obviously, for, you for know, the you audience, see that. No, we all know what happens. It, yeah, for the audience watching it, obviously, the build-up to it and what happens is quite obvious. Yeah. But the fact that it's not there gives you that whole suspense and a bit more sort of, a bit more sort of I thought, a bit more maturity of the film. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely. I think whereas whereas like the Doug McClure film and, and the heavy metal seem to be made for like sort of 16, 17 year olds. Yeah. This was well, definitely it, made for people who, who are yeah. more of a mature mind. Yeah. Even though it was still rated as a 15. Yeah. It is, it is, it is, it is meant for a mature audience. It's not Absolutely. meant for, yeah, it's not meant for the people that go, oh look, we know that 15, 16 year olds are going to watch it. So we better throw a bit of cleavage in there, a bit of, bit of yeah. it. It's done for a reason. It's done more for the people that are, are bored of watching films like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I was, it's just like the, um, the effects yeah. in the film. The, oh, yeah. The, the bit where the guy is running away and they've got, like, it's, 
can't can't do this without giving away a bit of it, but it's like kind of the future self of the. Oh yeah, one of the loops that try um, exposing. Yeah, when they, when they they take him and they start operating on him, and the the guy who's running away who's his older self starts losing body parts. Yeah, and it's that it's not incredible. like it's, it's not like. And the thing is, yeah, there's, there's one of the things that I've seen. There's a few films where they try and it's it's obvious, like with time travel or stuff like that, that where they've split it because that's where they've had to change something. It's quite yeah. obvious because you can see slight jerks or whatever. Yeah. This was done so smoothly. It was unreal. Like, obviously, like you said, not giving too much away, but when they take one of the, the guy's foot and he goes yeah. to put his foot on the brake and the older one then goes, oh, and he can't then put his foot on the brake. And I was like, yeah, can't, there's no jerks. There was it was a so smooth. And I thought, and then, wow. When he's walking along, he's walking along the street, and the other leg goes, and he collapses into the street. Yeah, it's just kind of so well done, so brilliant. Yeah, that's what I sat there and was like, it was so well done. And it was, it was, it was. Def, I definitely thought the whole way through it, it was aimed more at a, uh, as a mature audience and one that was one that was more interested in the whole story behind it, not what they were going to see. Yeah, you definitely had to, I think you had to think about it a bit more. It, it was something... Oh, yeah. That, it, the thing is, there was, there was a lot of stuff that if... Because of the way that it was done, obviously, I know that, like, the the other films, like the Doug McCaw film, um, film and the heavy metal film, to a certain extent, a lot of the roles changed to, like, modern moderner films. Yeah. There's certain things they can't put in, there's certain things they can't show, and I yeah. get that. But I actually think that doing it that way puts a bit more of a, the person to think on it. And it, it then sort of makes the film, like especially for this, which is meant to be like a thriller, sort of crime thriller sort of thing. A more yeah, of a sort a sci-fi of... sci-fi thriller more than a... Yeah, it's a more of a moment where you sit there and go, oh my God. Like, yeah. because you, you, say, you, you haven't seen what's happened, but your brain then goes, oh, hang on, that's, that's how you've pitched it, pictured it. And however twisted you are or whatever's in your yeah. head, your brain then goes, uh, that's what it looks like. And you go, oh my God. When, because they, cause they haven't showed it, your imagination then kicks in and it makes it a better film. I did like the way that they showed um, what happened to the main characters. Because like, yeah. okay, in the main in the main film, you got the thing where Bruce Willis plays the the older version of Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, right? Yeah, and uh, he doesn't get killed. But when they they show you what happened, or what would have happened, or what, what happened yeah, when what the alternative he did get killed, yeah. and he show they show you the loop back to when he actually appears and doesn't get killed again. Yeah. That was really clever. Oh yeah. It's it really, was, I'm it's saying, really the, the alternative done. timeline and the lead up to that and the ex, the explanation behind why he was sent back and why he ran and what he was doing. Yeah. It's so thought about and so well done and so, I actually think, so well acted. Because don't be wrong, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Bruce Willis. No. I'm quite happy admitting that and as much as it might upset a few people, I'm not. I don't think he's... He is very stereotype acted into it and he, he plays them roles the same way. But this one, I don't think he did. I actually preferred him in this film because well, I think the he thing wasn't about the main character. The thing about it in this one is he really kind of doesn't play a good guy at all. No. The, the character he's, he plays is not a good guy. Yeah. Oh, he's, the thing is, you, you, start, you start off thinking at the beginning, it's like when he's, and he tells about it and then he starts... You start piecing bits together through throughout the story, 
about what's going on. And you go, oh, he's an anti-hero. He's here to save the future. Yeah. And then when it goes on a bit further, you're like, oh, actually, no, he's not. No. He's, what he's doing is actually very, like, very twisted, very wrong, very selfish. Yes. And it's just like, holy shit. And it, it's, it's weird seeing Bruce Willis play them characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very hard to watch like, when he appeared because last time I watched a proper Bruce Willis film was uh, Sixth Sense. Oh, right. Which he plays quite a young character. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I haven't seen many films with him in because obviously I don't watch them, but the fact it went from that to then he appeared and I went, and my first reaction was, bloody hell, he's got old. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it is a long time since then films. But that was the whole, it weren't, I yeah. think that's what played to it as well. He wasn't trying to be the whole macho sort of stereotypical superhero sort of yeah. trying to trying to push himself to his limit. He was doing what he would do as a fifty year old man. Yeah, no, no, taking no. things easy, but still being able to do certain bits, but not pushing himself because he knows it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, a very well acted film. Yeah, uh, one thing I did kind of couldn't quite work out. And and I know they kind of talk about it a bit in the film, but I still kind of got me. Why is the woman he goes the woman who's got the, the little boy, yeah, who's the main part of the film, who's living on the farm, why is she chopping a tree stump with an axe? I don't I think to be honest, I think that was I know that was yeah, I'll come here. When I first watched it, and even the second time when he took, like, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character goes up to him and goes up and says, You know, you could pull that out. Yeah. And she just looks at him and goes, Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> And it's, it's only when she said that, I was like, Oh, it's obviously because of the fact that she is obviously not giving too much away, but she is obviously meant to be a recovering smoker. She doesn't, like, she's trying to give you up. So it might just be that, but it's just the way she's went, Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> kind of. No explanation of why you're cutting the tree then. It's just, yeah. It's, just like, okay. <laughs> it's, it's like, she's, all she's doing is hacking at it with, a, with an axe. She's not actually chopping it up. No, but it's just the I fact mean, that she, like, completely the first thing you like, do it, it, the bit I found funny though, is the first thing you see her doing it. Yeah. Like, the first time. She then sits on the sort of veranda punch bit and then looks at her hands that are covered in blisters. And I, my first thought when I went through it was like, if it hurts, stop. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's just, I was like, and I actually sat there the whole way through it, like, and they didn't explain why she's doing this. Or... It's, it's like, I was, <laughs> it was, it kind of made sense later when you watched yeah. the rest of the film. But I didn't quite understand when, when the kid started losing his temper and shouting at her, why she went and locked herself in a safe. Yeah. That kind I'm of... Very wrong. As I, I'm sure you would agree, when the kids lose their temper, I'm quite happy to lock myself away in a dark room. Yes. No, I was just saying, later on, it, ex it gets explained yeah. perfectly well. But at that time, it was like... You know, yeah, you're like, sort of, how bad is his temper? But how is she doing? There's, see, there, was, there was a few things, though. That obviously, like, again, without giving too much of the whole premise of the film away, I would like them to understand, or to, not understand, but to explain where the whole telekinesis bit come from. Uh, yeah, that just seems because all it says in the film is we st people were born with it. There was no reason why. No, it just suddenly and it's just like, happening. Yeah, and it says like I think it was like eighty percent of the population had it or yeah something, and I'm like, why? 
Yeah, it wasn't really, but it's only it's only very mild telekinesis. You... <laughs> telekinesis, all they can do is move a coin. <laughs> yeah, they can make a coin float in their hands. That's it, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's explained a bit more later on in the film, a bit more than that. But yeah. yeah. But again, I mean, again, the, the, it's uh, the effects that they used with the, oh, the boy yeah. in that, both in the house and later on when he's out in the field. Oh yeah, it was. Those effects are incredible. They're just uh, yeah. See, see, that's the thing is that even though, uh, even though it's only eight, it's an eight-year-old film. Yeah. I looked at it and like I've looked at a few films where even now, eight or six, five, a few years ago, the yeah. CGI was and like to me looked very obvious in certain films. Yeah, yeah. But with this one, I was very surprised. That obviously, I could tell. I knew it was because obviously, you can't make that stuff happen for real. Yeah. But. It's just the fact that it wasn't obvious. It wasn't. No, the, the effects were really well done. So yeah, the, it wasn't blatantly obvious that it was computerized or anything. it was very smooth and realistic. And that's yeah. I've seen other films that are meant to make it look like and have failed, but this one made it look so perfect and so well done. Yeah. Now, one of the things I had with this film, and it's really weird because it it happens. It happens with a few films. I had it with uh, 28 Days Later and I've had it uh -huh. with a couple, of, a couple of other films where you watch the film and you're so caught up in the film that it's not until after you've seen the film and you've sat thinking about it for a little while or you kind of haven't been thinking about it for a little while and things just coming up in your head. And yeah. you start questioning a couple of things. Yeah, I'll me. I did the same thing, but okay, go on. Firstly... When they show the uh, bit about what happened when uh, uh, Bruce Willis's character turns up and he did get shot, and then they yeah. show you the, the timeline of what then went on to getting him back to that point where he didn't get shot. Yeah. Does that mean that... Oh, that loop you played out for every one of those people over and over and over again in eternity, for eternity. The normal ones where he does get shot. So that loop, if, if, if he hadn't... Yeah, cause that, yeah there, I get what you mean. That does sort of cause a time paradox there. If he doesn't, yeah, if he doesn't appear there and not get shot, that means that loop just carries on going round and round and round for eternity. Yeah. Right? In, in some way, somehow in the world. I don't quite understand how, right? But then there's the other thing, which is like the real paradox. Now, in order to stop Bruce Willis's character, Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt, and this is a bit of a spoiler, in COVID, but I can't do it any other way. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt kills himself. Yeah, to stop right? Bruce Willis doing what Bruce Willis's character who right. is an older version. Yeah, I get that. So, if he killed himself and then didn't become the older character to have come back to do everything that he'd done, then none of that then, would have happened, so he wouldn't have killed himself. Yeah, that is so the biggest... There, is that there. Yeah, so that causes the biggest... <laughs> but then again, <laughs> then again, it does work out to the point, the same thing, that if... Because of the... The whole, uh, the right, uh, sort of the kid who goes on to become 
what it, or Bruce Willis's thing that he's trying to solve. The rainmaker. He's the re- yeah. He's the reason why it becomes that because obviously he goes back and kills the man and he then fuck the screws the kid up even more. Yeah. Uh, because that doesn't happen, that means that that time that time loop wouldn't have happened anyway. But that's the point. So then it would have happened. Yeah. If, if, yeah. It would have. Yeah. So that's the point. It's just the fact that every happened. every step in that there is a time loop different differential. Yeah, it just kind of like each one cancels itself out. It's like that whole thing of, about the fact that if you travel backwards in time and killed your grandfather before he was, or killed your grandfather or your father before you were born, you wouldn't have been born to go back in time to kill your father before you were born, which means you would have been born to go back in time to kill your father before yeah. you were born. And like that, it just goes around until you disappear up see, your own thumb. Yeah, see, my, also, my other thing with that is that the main character, or the, way, the main guy that set that creates all the looper roles. Yeah. Yeah. He explains that he's someone from the future that gets sent back. Yeah. Doesn't say how far from the future. So surely no. he knew everything that was going on. Yeah. Depending on what was going on with this whole Rainmaker, whatever. Yeah. Which is why he didn't get sent back. But surely he then gets to a point where he would be at the time where he needs to be sent back. So all the stuff he's doing anyway, which is the whole, which they said is a one-way trip, yep. he's making a name for himself, making this world his place, yep. would be pointless because he's going to be sent back anyway. Yeah. So well, he's doing I, it all I, over again. It depends who, like, he's, who he is in the future. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, there is that. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, <laughs> those couple of... I mean, the thing about it is you can get round it all by talking about things like multiple universes and... Oh, yeah, don't worry. I did see the, uh, the alternative timeline bit I did write down and stuff like that. But it's just, yeah, it's very hard to go about that when it's not very easily explained. It's, it's, it's very difficult to make a time travel film without causing any kind of paradoxes. And, yeah, I agree. You can't have a time travel film or anything based around time travel that isn't going to cause that effect or someone is, to have that conversation. Which is why you end up with the whole, as I say, multiple universes and all that kind of yeah. thing, not timelines going on. But you see, the thing about it is what I like about it is the fact that you don't start, even if you're an intelligent person who's watched lots of science fiction films and knows all that kind of stuff and all that kind of thing, it's the sort of film it's where you get, caught up in, film. you get caught up in the film and you get caught up in the story. Yeah. And in, and he could ignore about that, ignore that at the time. See, it's not until I've late got another, I've got another one. Yeah. And I did this again. I thought about it a good hour or so after I watched the film. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the the main guy that, or the guy that creates all the looper roles? He has got his own little army, which are all called Gatlin. Yeah. Who he describes himself and a few of the others as tops top marksmen, which is yeah. why they are the the Gatlin. I thought about this after an hour, uh, an hour after, is that Bruce Willis is, when he gets, he gets taken into his office and sort of had a go at, he yeah. manages to take out a hell of a lot of them without getting shot once. Yeah. They're well, not that yeah, much of a good shooters then, are they? When there was at least 20, 25 of them? But it's... it's none of know, them did. It, it's one of those things. You can't have your main character being killed by... By them before he finishes what he's doing. I'm not, I'm not saying being killed, <laughs> but at least one of them going. Oh, I managed to catch. I managed to catch him in the arm. No, I know. I know what you mean. Like, but it's it's like you know he's <laughs> he's he's the, he's the 
hero to a degree. So you got to have him winning, haven't you? Yeah, you got, <laughs> got to have, have him losing. Yeah. That would be that would be right. Even that, the fact that there was the, the end of that bit is the fact that obviously all you see is him walking it, going to walk into a room where there's a group of. Don't see the battle. You don't see the shootout. You don't see. No, anything. I don't even right, hear you just it. See the aftermath. Yeah, you see, you see one of the other guys wake up and follow the trail and see what happens, and you're like, when you part, you part of my head. I sat there and I was like, what happens? Yeah. Well, t- t- oh yeah. You got, you can't just leave it there, and it's just like because they're all like, there's a bit of a swirl of it. All the body sprayed everywhere, and you're like, how did that happen? What happened? What? Just, how long did it take? And I'm like. I was sitting there for ages afterwards. And that's only went like it's only took me an hour afterwards. And go, hang on a minute. He walked through that whole building and no one hit him. Yeah, because no, I was no. so in the mindset of that of like, how after twenty plus years of not doing anything, not even holding a gun, <laughs> and take out a group of 30, 30 guys that have been doing it every day. Yeah, without a scratch. Poetic license, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I do know what you mean. It's just it is a bit kind of unrealistic. Yeah, but again, there's a there's a lot of a lot of stuff that did make me think about it. There's a lot of stuff that was done in this film that did make me think. Like the whole premise about what Bruce Willis does uh, when he gets the list of the list he gets and what he has to go after. Yeah. There was no premise about what actually happens or what he does, but the yeah. fact that it makes you think about it, the fact that you. You see the before and after. You don't see yeah. what happens during. And he comes, obviously, I'm running out of the garden, and he's like, mmm. and I'm like, what yeah. happened? Did he did, did did he chicken out? Did he do it? Did he? And I'm like, oh, what the hell? And it's just like I sat there for ages. Like, part of me wanted to go. I wanted to see, but then part of me was like, as a father, going, actually no, sod that. That's oh, yeah. no. no, I know what you mean. And I was just, I was sitting there, and like, it, it's one of them films that I've watched that has torn the way I felt about things. I sat there and I, I want to watch, I want to see what happens. And then part of me goes, actually, no, I'm, it's made it a better film because it hasn't happened. Yeah. Sometimes it is better when you don't see everything. Yeah. When, you, when it's, like, that, when it's, yeah, when it's left to your imagination. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can write a bit more of the story in your head and yeah. then you go to someone like we're doing here and go, oh, this is what I thought. And I go, well, actually, I see it this way. Yeah, absolutely. And you can sit there and go, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And yeah. it's just one of the things, and I love films like that. There's not yeah, many of I them. Do, I do prefer a film that makes me think a bit more rather than just laying everything yeah. in front of you. That's why yeah. I don't really like slasher movies as much because yeah. it's just all blood and guts and nothing to think about. Yeah. Well, on the whole, I would say I think it is a brilliant film. I really liked yes. it. I, I, I enjoyed watching it. I, I would quite happily sit and watch it again yeah um and it's it's i'm glad i'm glad we i mean i I wanted to do this i wanted to mix it up a bit and have some different ones from different time periods but also different styles of stuff and oh yeah again you know we're gonna have some rubbish movies because there are a lot of rubbish (laughs) movies being made um but and sometimes they're good for a laugh and they're great to watch but it is nice every now and again to watch a really good film and you can enjoy yeah, watching it. I really and the like that. Just show, to actually have a film and have a good film and actually show, not show appreciation, but actually have an appreciation for it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of films that people go, oh, people have gone to me, oh, this is an amazing film, this is an amazing film. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go and have a watch. And I watch it and I'm like, mm, yeah. 
But this one, like again, I've had a few people go, Looper's a very good film. And I can sit there and I've watched it and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And it's an actually 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 sort of a a film that is yeah, it's targeted at a certain type of audience. The thing is it's got the right kind of balance of, of a sort of um action and violence and um mystery and science fiction and it's got the kind of good balance of everything everything yeah, works. yeah nothing just, feels like it's overpowering the story nah. so that's the thing is i sat there and i was looking at the clarification for this which do, does class it as a crime thriller yeah which i understand interesting. yeah but when i sat there and i looked for it and just know what you said there is that it, it i don't feel that it can be clarified as a that is a pacific film it fits in that bracket no it's, it's, got, it's, one, it's a bit, one of things. very few films that I feel could sit in that would be could be under any ta- any bracket. Yeah, yeah. Things, be it action, be it crime, be it thriller, be it uh, sci-fi, be it sort of adventure stuff like that. it. Could all fit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, it's it's very few films that I would say that I like that. Definitely. Well, I. I Loved the film. It was thought it was great, and I would recommend anyone out there to watch it. It's it's on uh, Netflix at the moment, and you probably pick pick it up on DVD somewhere if you want. Uh, but definitely worth a watch. Yes, hundred um, percent recommend that to anyone. Um, next week we're going to be going back to, or next time we're going to be going back to uh, horror again. Oh. Um. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you to anybody who has listened. Hopefully, <laughs> there'll be more of you. Hopefully, as we go yeah, along. hopefully there are some. Uh, and uh, we will be back next time. Until then, goodbye from me. Goodbye and, from me. Yes, we will be back with you as soon as we possibly can be. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. The Sci for the Film Podcast.